Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, who would have thought it? That's the Enigma reunion <laughs> on Sister Blight. Yeah, you remember those one-hit wonders? They're back. <laughs> was it just Was it just that one song? Uh, I think there was quite a few, actually. Didn't they do... Dis-moi. Uh... <laughs> I mainly know that song because it's all you and Jake from Reality Gaze sing to each other. <laughs> It's, it's true. Like your, it would be your mating <laughs> ritual if that were ever possible. No, we're sisters. We're yeah. sisters. Yeah. Um, if you're just tuning in, my name is Michelle. Oh, yeah. Um, my name is Robin. That's R-O-B-I-N. Anyone who spells their name with a Y is Robine. And this is Blady Day Fiance, colon, Sister Blights. Correct. Plural. It's uh, because of plural. Right? Yeah, that's true. It's not Sister Blight, it's Sister Blight. But it could have been Sister's Blight. It could have been, but it's not. It could have been, but it isn't. But here we are. Let's talk about all the other things that could have been, but aren't. Let's not. Okay. With so little to be sure of, Robin, I'm glad there's you and me and us together. Right. Can I say that? Uh, Yeah. Is that a lyric? Yes, it's a Sondheim lyric. Very good. Um, oh, we're so little to, to be, be sure of. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, poodle. <laughs> really, the jealousy is an ugly side of you. Um, but all the rest of you is gorgeous, which is mm. wonderful, which everybody knows now because we had our season finale hopefully it's just season and not the series finale yeah of blady day fiance uk our flagship show yeah. with uh 90 to fuck yes yep 
With Wahima of Just Call Me Wah. We did, and we were on YouTube with our faces and everything. Yeah. We tried to get a puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out those are super expensive, and Alfie used up the entire puppet budget for the year. Yeah, he spent it on penny whistles and moon pies, as he is wont to do. <laughs> yeah, penny course, wise would be more his kind of level. If he got... That's a really gross thing to say about your own <laughs> He's a creepy little... He does, um, <laughs> you know, but that's what I always dreamed of was having a creepy British child yeah. kind of following me around like a mainly, shadow. Michelle and Alfie's relationship <laughs> is mainly watching, like, I guess what I'd call softcore horror. Yeah, because obviously we can't watch, we couldn't watch like The Exorcist together. We can't watch things that are. No, and heaven for fair, you should ever see. Yeah, no. I never want to see the omen because he'll get ideas. He'll get ideas. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's everything I ever wanted. He's a Victorian doll brought to life. A creepy little Victorian child. He's basically <laughs> doll Nadia from what we do in the shadows in human form. He is. Yeah. And boy form. Yeah. Um, but the reason the episode is so late this week everyone is uh because we have been looking at schools for alfie and um it's taken up the majority of the mornings and the evenings and it's just a, it's a tricky time it's a tricky time oh is that the excuse i was gonna say the dog at the podcast no the dog didn't eat the podcast okay he did eat my cheese and crackers though Honestly, the bulldog was spectacular tonight. Michelle was having like a cracker with some cheese on it. And he literally rotated his head 180 degrees, <laughs> like something out of The Exorcist. And, and did this kind of, it was like a backflip, but just with his head to snorf it. Yeah. He, I'm proud uh, of that boy. He swallowed that right down. Proud of that pipistrello. Anyone that can tell me uh, what a pipistrello is, uh, blightedayfiance at gmail.com. Doesn't win a prize, but gets my adoration. Right. And the other thing that we are slacking on is um, the prizes for the funniest slash most touching slash most impactful review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere. Yeah, but there's a spreadsheet. There is a spreadsheet. We're looking at it. Robin keeps um, deflecting because he has to, like, look at... Cables on the internet. I bought you some cables the other day. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, of course you did, to charge my phone. I did. So if I'm Anne of Green Cables... <laughs> you what? guys, I have the, in the very room that we're sitting in, we have a bucket. We have three... No, sorry, four different containers that are full of indiscriminate cables. They're okay? not indiscriminate. So he is Anne of Green Cables. There's a lot of cables. But anyway, if you can't tell already, I am mildly slurbid, which is my um, creative term for being a little bit tipsy. D-R-U-N-L-M-N-O-P. You got to do it right. Yeah, I messed it up. So today's episode probably isn't going to be as long or as in-depth as some of the others. It might be really long. We don't know. No. But thanks for listening, and uh, hang on in there, Sister Wives fans, because here comes the recap. We ready to get started? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, for those of you who 
have not joined us previously, we don't really do a beat for beat recap of Sister Wives. No, and we, we're not capable of that. No, we aren't. We there's too many um, tangents. There's too many roads untraveled. Uh, we just can't do it that way. So what happens is, I sort of randomly come up with word associations <laughs> that have to do vaguely with the themes raised in the episode, and Robin and I sort of bounce them back and forth. Yeah, it's like a Rorschach pod, isn't it? You get Cody's face, (laughs) fold it in half, and sort of smear some ink over a page, and then I say what I think. So I will say that this episode was a lot more, um, in a series that has already been fraught with emotional tension, this was... This was very moving in a way. You think? Yeah, I think because there was a a new birth and a death, you know? Well, I guess the thing is, right, it's like the mafia, right? It's like just when you think you're going to get out, they pull you back in kind of thing, right? So much though Christine wants to leave, there is still love, and and I know there's no love with Cody, but I think she might be coming to terms with the fact that everything gets severed. And I think, like, this birth might be driving that home to her. I suspect in the next few weeks, actually, her strength might... And, and God knows she's a queen, right? Right. We love her strength. I think it might quaver a little bit. But how could it not? I mean, this is... Yeah. Like, you I've know, never seen anyone thirty le- years, right? And I've never seen anyone leave anyone like on TV or in real life so decisively and comfortably. But this episode made me think that it might not be such plain sailing. It might not be like win, 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 because the first couple of episodes, from the viewers' point of view, was just wins, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But I think there could be a bit more struggle. Well, I think that she's been through so much already. I don't think that she got to this place very easily or very quickly. I think this is the result of months and months and probably years, realistically, of going to therapy, reading books, recontextualizing her entire history, particularly with Cody, um, and understanding you know, that she was basically hornswoggled by... Uh, a very charming mm. caveman. Mm. Um, I assume he had to be charming because what else is there? Well, that's the thing, right? We're all waiting for the prequel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 17 the- seasons in, there's still not enough like evidence as to why this man is remotely attractive in any way. Yeah, I, I personally don't understand it. But while no. while we're on the topic, so we did have a a childbirth heavy week because both in uh house of the dragon and this it was sort of a a labor heavy week wasn't it we ain't covering dragons because our it's not really our remit but um not yet anyway might be a a patreon where we do non-reality things who knows um but i i think that house of the dragon won this week because it had two babies and Sister Wives only have one baby. And yet it has the temerity to call itself the labours of life. How dare it. Also, no subtitles talking about squelching. Oof. 
<laughs> yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, Alfie is not my biological son. I love him as my biological son. I um, share in the burden and the benefit of raising him, and I consider him my own. However, he did not spring forth from my loins. No, he is not the fruit of your loins. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's not the fruit of my womb. So um, I am not particularly interested in childbirth. There's lots of shows here in the UK like Call the Midwife. Don't and Call the Midwife. Is it Don't Call or Do Call? No, it's call? call the Midwife. Oh, okay. Call the Midwife and One Born Every Minute. And yeah. there's lots of shows where oh, babies are born all the time. Oh, we love labor on TV. Yeah. I'm, We've I, got a political party called the Labour Party. Yes. We're all about labor here. That's right. Yeah. Um. I think that anyone who puts themselves through that is an incredibly strong person. Um, it's not something that I am particularly interested in myself, but I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not somebody who like flinches or thinks it's gross. I, no. I'm just, I, I don't have a particular interest in it. It doesn't excite me. It's not a field I've ever wanted to be a part of. I think it's a weird person that fetishizes birth. Um, although we talk about the miracle of life and all of that. Pregnancy is a very beautiful thing and parenthood is a very beautiful thing. But the interlude between those two <laughs> things uh, could be finessed a little. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think none of my opinions are relevant, I guess is what I'm saying, right. because I've not been through it myself. My, one and of I've, my... I've only spectator sported <laughs> this one, so God knows I have no opinion. One of my best friends from home is an obstetrician. So this is what she does all day long and all night strong. Wow. Um, Shiro that she is. Yeah. And yeah. during the pandemic, it was through about three or four layers of PPE. So Oof. she is an extraordinary person. Love you, Jess. Not that you're listening, but at what point does a newly <laughs> delivered baby have to like in the, in the throes of COVID, when did the laws apply for like distancing for like oh, God, babies? Let's not talk about that. I don't want to relive that. <laughs> okay. I don't think as much as, you know, that is the one thing that I don't like about this show is having to relive that period in time because this was actually March of 2021. Right. So this is a long time ago now. Yeah. Um, so it was a very different world. And arguably, I mean, some people got the vaccine in America at around this time. People mm -hmm. were, you know, schools were opening. Um, it was a big transition. Yeah. In in terms of uh, life, but I don't want to I don't want to necessarily get to that part of the show yet. What I will say is I think it was an extraordinary act of generosity and kindness and beauty that Christine included Robin mm -hmm. in McKelty. Sorry, Robin. <laughs> Uh, in McKelty's birth, you know, she was going out, out of her way to explain what was going on. She was sending photos. She was, yeah, this, you know. This was like a, like the best advert so far for plural communities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it hasn't made a convincing case up to this point. I, I'd say I'm on the fence. 
It's a little, you know what? I mean, is is it dark that McKelty was essentially an unpaid servant in her own father's house? Just helping uh, out, guys. A little bit. A I little mean, bit. No more than Alfie's got his jaws. I mean, there's a rotor up on the fridge now. I wouldn't put. Do you not think looking after Robine's children was on the fridge? I mean, not before Robine and Cody had married, because yeah. this was during their courtship phase. But look, McKelty obviously has Hang her on. reasons. Backtrack, uh, just to recap everyone, I'm new to this show. Yes. Uh, Michelle has a little bit more track history with it. Um Robine and Cody had children before they were married? No, they did not. Uh, so Robin came into the marriage with, sorry, Robin came into the marriage, I believe, with three children. Oh, that, yeah. Um, but uh, she had two more with Cody. And did McKelty know, like, those first three children? I believe those were the three children oh, that she was looking after. So not, yes. not when her dad was... No. Oh, no. okay. All right, all right. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. And uh, and Robin lived some distance away, and I think it was all... I, I don't know too much about those early years, as I've said, because I've only seen really a handful of episodes from the past. I mean, no one does. To be honest, it's too much television. Back in the days of DVDs, I remember I, I, I used to work at a, um, a store here in the UK called um, HMV, um, and HMV, what would be the equivalent in the States? Probably like, Sam Goody. Sam Goody. Yeah, or back Tower the, Records. Back in the day, yeah. Tower, you know. Um, yeah. But it was like the, the the de facto kind of entertainment and music retailer. And, and, you know, obviously in the era of DVDs, everyone used to fetishize uh, DVD box sets. Mm-hmm. And you get those really big ones that were like the size of the computer monitor in front of me. It'd be very, very, ooh, the whole Hitchcock collection, you say. Ooh, all of Oliver and Hardy. Yeah, I felt Oliver prey and Hardy, to... Laurel and Hardy. I fell prey to all of that stuff. How big would the Sister Wise box set be? Assuming four or five DVDs per season. Gosh, I don't know. Don't give me math problems right now. What's your point? <laughs> I'm just saying it would be immense. Like, yeah, it would be. There is there's a lot of footage. There's a lot. Um and a lot of shared history, but I I note that Robin was taking advantage, I think, from the very beginning right. of the situation. There's right. free childcare, it's McKelty. Now I feel like I can say this about McKelty because she's an adult. Not sure about her judgment. I'm not sure about that um Husband of hers. Hurley. Hurley from Boss. I don't. Hurley. All right, I'm going to say right now. When we were watching this, I said, it's Hurley from Lost. And Michelle said, cross with the sea slug. Yeah. (laughs) Only because of how he moved. (laughs) He was sort of like, he was rolling across the bed. Yeah. Now, look, I. There was a jabber like quality, wasn't there? uh, Yeah. He seemed. A little bit too relaxed for what it, it just struck. Look, I know you don't want to get the bed all messy, right? You know, sure, that's, sure. that's their business. They sure. they do whatever they want. But and I understand uh, a birthing partner not wanting to be on the business end of the birth, particularly if they're nervous or afraid of dropping the baby like he was. He expressed many times he was concerned about 
the poop, um, how shine. slippery the baby was. Yeah, or shy in social situations. Yeah. You know, maybe. there's a new person in the room. What do you say to them? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I know your mother. Um, <laughs> but it was quite weird. They were referred to like very much throughout the episode as like a power couple. Like these two are unstoppable. They're yeah. going to be quite a force. Um, I didn't quite see that, but, but their love is true. Sure. Yeah. And you know what? They're really young. Yeah. And I think, I, God, I just cannot imagine having a child at that age. No. I can't. I mean, the mess but more power that I to people was. That do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those are yeah. Um, congratulations yeah. to Tony and McKelty. McKelty's pregnant with twins. I think I don't know if she's dropped them yet, but um, I, I'm aware that they have more issue issue coming into the family. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know if you know this, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in English sort of genealogy, particularly as regards one's issue. The folk who are landed and titled, meaning that they're no. they're of noble blood. Um when you <laughs> when someone has children, they're called they're referred to as the issue. I think that's the patriarchy in full effect. It really is. Like, let's focus on the sperm here. Let's focus on the sire. <laughs> yeah. He sired an issue. Yeah. With the lady of wherever. <laughs> um yeah. Anyway, congrats to them. Well done. But um, it was a lot, wasn't it? It was it, a lot. It was a lot. Not like it, a lot like graphically or emotionally or whatever, because, you know, like childbirth is spectacular and wonderful and people love to watch it and I don't mind. Um, I'm just saying that in terms of the runtime, quite, yeah. quite a lot and quite soap opery, I thought, Nothing for com- this show, really. It, it seemed to... Not a peripheral thing. I, I, I suppose the only like pertinent thing there is the degree to which Christine accommodated Rabine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think if Rabine had really wanted to be there, it would have been the same? As opposed to just on Zoom? Yeah, absolutely. Because Christine's not a petty asshole. She went out of her way... To make sure the angles was good, yep, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so moving right along from that. Now, again, I, I've said I, I'm really over talking about, in Cody's words, the COVID protocols. <laughs> the COVID protocols calls. Um, we are treated to a Zoom call with... Uh, Cody, Robine, and the other three wives. And it, it sort of felt like an immersive experience. Yeah. They <laughs> were all on my screen. Yep. I felt very much like I was in that. I expected someone to accidentally wander onto camera sort of naked from the bottom down. We were watching it on a computer. We were, so yeah. it really did feel like we were in some kind of... Um, immersive experience there i I mean i am sorely tempted to cut in another camera into that zoom call (laughs) maybe us talking of which do you remember 
during, do you remember when McKelty was saying to Robin, you should probably have a shower and put some clothes on because we're filming this. Do you remember that? No. It, it made me. Hang on, the pregnant woman. Yes. Was saying <laughs> to Robin, to maybe woman. have a shower and put wow. some clothes on. I just, I thought that was interesting. Has Robin let her standards slip over the years? I don't and think... And I don't mean that in a judgmental male chauvinist pig kind of way. I'm just saying. Um, I, got, I got the feeling she was brought into the family as the kind of the younger fox. Is that the idea? And everyone was a little bit like... <laughs> or is that not the story? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Robin. I'm just <laughs> sitting here with my eyebrows drawn on, and I'm just, I'm just trying to talk about COVID protocols with my husband Cody. <laughs> just want to protect our family, Robin. Family. Uh, but now she's not washing. She's not showering. She's not dressing. <laughs> oh, Cody! This is what Cody can do to a woman. Um. So Cody's tired of snotty little attitudes. He's tired of being of uh, Janelle. Stop looking in the mirror, pal. (laughs) He's tired of Janelle and Christine trying to catch him in a COVID hypocrisy trap. Yeah. Everything's a trap when you're an arsehole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. All these people out to prove I'm an arsehole just because I'm an arsehole. This is tough stuff, you guys. Um, I mean, look, does it surprise me? Absolutely not. Am I disappointed? Yeah, because my relationship with my father is very close. It always has been. I really love my father. And when I see a father who doesn't prioritize his daughters and doesn't want no. that relationship he that's really hard for me to he watch he prioritizes the kids under the age of eight right the easy ones who look up to daddy and worship right, right? but he boots out the children that are 18 and can literally turn off like a switch his parenting instincts it's creepy it's it scares me it really does yeah because he has i believe he has quite a few more daughters than he has sons. Right. Um, and I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel really sick when he says things like, uh, he can't go out and visit with, um, (laughs) with Isabel, for example, Isabel being the one who the back surgery one. Yes, the back surgery one that Christine why, went, went why on Isabel? vacation with. Yeah. Wisebel, yes. Um not only does he expect Wisebel to choose between her friends who with whom she has limited time left and her father, um he also won't meet her outside because it's a little too cold. Yeah, that was incredible. Like, you can have the COVID thing or you can have the I don't be like being cold thing. I don't think you can have both. I Now, in our family, I think I was the COVID protocol Nazi. Oh, you were. Right? Do you remember? Yeah. Like, I was very much like, ah, uh, Alfie, that is not two metres or what's yeah, the American... You, that is not six you were, feet. You were definitely 
antibacterial wiping the mail. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I was the full like sing happy birthday two times. Yeah, when when you got back and you were washing your hands until Charlie Brooker. Did this make the states? This no. particular joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got a guy who makes TV shows over here called Charlie Brooker. I mean, he's the guy that does Black Mirror, you might know. Yeah, he's great. But he did a little sketch where, like, he's watching the government advice of, like, uh, when you're washing your hands um, for, for COVID, you have to wash your hands for the length of time it takes to sing Happy Birthday two times. So he goes up to the sink, he gets the... Uh, do you, say, you say sink, right? But yeah. it's faucet, not tab, because right, you're all obsessed right. with Charlie's Angels. Uh, he gets the farrow going uh, da, 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 and he goes happy birthday to you two times and that's it oh right yeah do you remember that that was a lot of build-up i know i didn't really recount it very well did i um but ever since that like and then little alfie thinking that was the funniest thing in the world would just do that and i'd be like nah! i don't know how many of you are parents i don't know how many of you are parents to boys but um, I, I was a nanny for many years and I think I've got it right that boys are disgusting. Yeah. There's no Germ toilet. Factories. There's no toilet paper in Alfie's toilet at the moment. <laughs> and I have not restocked it. And I'm just, I want to see how long <laughs> he can go. I did not sign off on this. Someone's <laughs> going to call child services. It's kind of terrifying. Some Scottish person is going to call yeah. child services on us. Hey, don't come for. I'm not coming for anyone. They don't came come. for me. Oh, they did come for you. It's true. Well, uh, probably well they came for you. They came for me. They came for me. Um, anyway, blah blah about all these COVID protocols. It's fine for him to have a nanny who doesn't, who isn't live in, who goes about her business, goes to her own home, comes back. What he does can't she do right. He can't spend. He seems to spend an inordinate amount of time doing outside murder chores. Yeah, chiseling ice off logs. <laughs> um, can't can't kind of breeze by. Can't text. Any of Christine's daughters to say, how's it going, you know? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, you can use your your COVID protocols for, like, not coming round or distancing or whatever. But the impression I get is he doesn't write, he doesn't call, he doesn't email. No, it's really... He doesn't give a it's shit. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Um. So also not having a very great time is Mary, who, again, we haven't seen much of um, in this particular season. I don't think the cameras go that deep into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) They sometimes send a cameraman out, but few of them come back with footage. It's like Blair Witch. Well, she does run, she does have a B&B somewhere in Colorado. Sweet Jesus. It was, I I think that's where she was staying after her mother passed, but it must have. Come on us if you've stayed at Mary's B&B. Blightedlyfiancegmail.com. Yeah. I, well, I would love to know about that. Um, So Mary, uh, as I mentioned previously, has a transgender son called Leon. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, loses her mother in this episode and I can't, I don't have any jokes to make about that. I think it must've been devastating. It must've been awful to, you know, 
but be an hour into going there yeah. and finding out that she's gone. That must have been absolutely heartbreaking. But this is what a show like this can do. A, a show where there is a contract between the people on it, the people making it, and the people watching it, that anything in life can and will be used. Yeah. Yes, it's a show about a plural marriage, right? It's a show about a dickhead. <laughs> but you can hang so much on that. And I guess that's where the McKelty Labour thing is kind of relevant. Like, why not just have a hugely overlong extended thing about childbirth? Why not, right? Why not have this thing out of nowhere about what it is to lose a, a parent, the moment thereof? It's kind of extraordinary television in that way. It's like Boyhood or something, the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And And I really do admire it. I really do. You compare that to the 90 Day Universe, where you got Big Pred going, eh, my dog died. And it's sort of off camera and it's like, it's all used for, ooh, boo-hoo, feel sorry for me kind of stuff, right? But it's not the moment, right? No, that this was... This show shows the moments. Yeah. And I think that's why people have come back yeah. in in large numbers to this show because it is i mean that was an unflinching yeah look um and it was incredibly sad yeah. so you know deepest condolences to mary and um was it bonnie yes rest in power bonnie yes um it was interesting though because i i do wonder where that fell in the timeline and whether that was before or after Christine made the announcement that she was going to leave the the family because um, Bonnie was made out to be sort of a great uh, cons- conciliatory. Conciliary. Conci- but someone, someone who brokers reconciliations and is yeah. an advocate for sort of... So you're saying if Bonnie had been around, maybe it could have been... But thank God, there's some things you don't want patched up. No, 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 of course not. But I'm saying maybe that, maybe her death sort of solidified Mary's resolve to stay in that marriage and kind of have Uh, the attitude that Christine needed to patch it up. Yeah. Um, It's... Well, that can be a pernicious influence. I mean, no disrespect to Bonnie. No, she no, of like course. A, a lovely course. lady, but, but sometimes when you provide help and help and help and support and support and support, it can weirdly enable the wrong decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that um, if, if I didn't know deep down in my heart that Mary is standing opposite Cody in a in an unblinking staring contest right. that will last until his dying breath um, <laughs> or her dying breath. Probably the same breath. You know, there was, I forget who it was, but somebody's last words, I feel like it was a serial killer or something. <laughs> somebody's last words were... It's Michelle's murder I know. quote of the week. Of course. I somebody's last words were i curse you with my dying breath nice and i think that uh i think mary lives to curse cody with her dying breath um 
or to be there, oh, you, you know, when he when he slips the mortal coil. Oh, okay. So just leaving wouldn't be enough. She's oh, got never. Oh, okay. Because so, if if she leaves, he wins. Right. So there's a spectacular, crushing, humiliating departure. Oh yeah. And she's working on her master plan. Definitely. Well, her master plan is is just whatever I have to deal with between now and the moment that that motherfucker dies is worth it. And I would do it again and again and again. But she will enjoy very greatly watching him fall apart, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. It, does she, um, are there evil machinations to alienate the other wives from her? I don't get, that seems to be Robine's vibe, but not really Mary's vibe. No. Um, because if she wanted to torture Cody, she'd ruin all his other marriages. But she doesn't seem to play that game. She doesn't play that game because she would be outmanned and probably outgunned both literally and metaphorically yeah but she's got the the creatures of the woods on her side She'll be she fun. does she has the birds and the squirrels right um that she could mobilize into battle <laughs> should she should she so if this desire. show goes fucking through blood and starts <laughs> <laughs> bringing forest creatures in i'm out I would love that, except I th- I think they would have a really hard... The woodland creatures would have a hard time with... Um, they wouldn't turn ag- against Christine to, no. because her heart is so pure. Oh, no. That they would be dance really around her head. It would be beautiful. They bring yeah. her berries and everything. They just come for the others, pet their fucking yeah. eyes out. No, I mean, Janelle and Mary don't have a good relationship, and Christine and Mary don't have a good relationship. Robin and Mary do, I think, because they need each other in order okay. to kind of keep the train on the track. Um but that's about it, you know, because is that it? not a whole lot we happened in this episode. Themes? No, because I, I sort of, I thought that birth and death and oh. new life and, you know, sisterhood and understanding and all of those things, they felt like, they felt like they were so big and so heavy, but true to form, um, we've just been shallow assholes about all of yes. them. So, yes. um, <laughs> Well, I guess that's Sister Wives, isn't it? Um, there are some episodes where lots and lots of things happen. In this episode, uh, there was a birth, I guess, that yeah. took up an awful lot of the time. Um, I mean, I'm just saying House of the Dragons, right? They had two births. I'm hey, t- look, you need an accelerator and a break. I'm just saying. Right? And and a good few murders. We can't have wall-to-wall a marriage story, Okay. <laughs> There were no dragons and sister wives. There weren't any dragons. That's not to say there won't be. I rather suspect uh, Robin has a large collection of figurines that she (laughs) brings to life in the night that go out and do her evil bidding. No one masturbated out of a high window. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm going to do this every week. I'm going to compare House of the Dragons. Because of the birthing, this is my thing now. I'm going to compare it to Sister Wise. We're basically going to compare these two things. Um, did you know? You know what, though? Aging megalomaniac with long hair. <laughs> there you go. There's a little diversion for all y'all. Um, we're going to get back to watching all kinds of TV, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us on Sister Blights. Um, we're here for the good things in life and the 
phenomenally ugly ones and we love doing it um do we have any other little things to mop up with follow us on instagram and twitter at blady day email us blady day fiance at gmail.com um subscribe or follow give us a review yeah Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing Love is Blind this Very year. Very soon, yeah. So that's coming soon because 90 the fuck has stopped. Um, there'll be a whole bunch of other stuff in various formats. Just stay with us. Don't leave. Don't leave. We Don't go you. back to Utah. Just stay. You Don't can go be to St. George. St. George is gross. We'll move into the garage. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See? Well, no. Uh Now, see See you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.